All right, once again, trial number two. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Cuatro Cuatro Dos. I actually had started, but I had to stop and regroup because I had left my uh, washer uh, going on in the background. So, like, um, I didn't notice till I started making a lot of noise. So, I had to stop everything, uh, washing some clothes and stuff for tomorrow. Because uh, tomorrow I have a big day. I'm getting a promotion at work. Uh, so, I need a. You know, I, I guess if you guys care, I'm getting a promotion, so you know, I'm washing some my better clothes so I can look presentable for tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, let's welcome back another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, once again, this is your boy Christian, and I'm gonna be talking about some soccer stuff. And you know, hopefully, you guys find it interesting. And if not, then you know, maybe next week, tune back, and uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy that then. Um, but let me give you the social media. Social medias for the podcast is Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram. Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, uh, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S on Instagram. And then you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram under Chris Putalias, which is C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. And if you stay kind of tuned, uh, later on I'm going to actually be talking about my last name. I know some of you kind of maybe find it funny or, or, or not, but, you know, it's a funny last name to have. Um, but, yeah, let's. I guess let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I always say the same thing. It's not going to be much, and then I end up talking for, like, 45 minutes. But um, let's go ahead and just, you know, get started and talk about some stuff. Um, there's some stuff that I want to talk about and some stuff that, you know, just made the news because of who the person was or... I guess you, you'll see who I'm talking about. But, um, so, um, let's talk about Iceland. So, Iceland, uh, we didn't know much about them in the soccer sense. You know, it's a little country in Europe. You know, it usually doesn't qualify for much stuff. But actually, this past World Cup, uh, for Russia, they made it to the World Cup. And actually... A lot of people were cheering for them just because of the fact that they were a small country. And they actually had a pretty uh, pretty good World Cup. I think they made it to what? To the to the you know, like to the second round, the knockoff stage. I think they, they made it to there. So everybody was excited to see what Iceland had to bring to the table. So I think everybody kind of fell in love with Iceland a little bit. Because uh, obviously they were the underdog and stuff like that. Um, but if you guys haven't seen, I actually posted on the Cuatro Cuatro Dos Instagram, but Iceland has uh, come out or they have rebranded the like soccer federation, but not like the federation itself, but the actual logo that they carry in their jerseys. And, um, and it's pretty cool coming from, uh, from a guy that kind of enjoys like art and stuff like that and also I am like a nerd so I enjoy like history and I enjoy like mythology and stuff like that so whenever I saw the the logo you know if you're not if you don't know what I'm talking about stop this right now head over to Instagram head over to the Cuatro Cuatro Dos Instagram and it's gonna be one of the latest pictures there is a blue uh photo basically a blue background with like a white logo uh, it looks like four different faces. Sorry, there's like a little bug flying around. Um, but the cool thing about it is like it in, it involved like mythology, which like I mentioned, you know, I kind of like. Um, and it had basically, it was like four different, um, not animals, but because one of them is a man. 
but and then the other one's a dragon so so it had um, basically the face of the giant so basically in uh, Icelandic mythology they have four protectors of the land which is the giant the bull the eagle and the dragon and somehow some smart cookie over there uh, was able to combine those four elements you know elements and uh, put them together in one like logo in, in a sense so it looks like a like it looks like really cool because if you have seen the flag of Iceland it's like a like a star you know how most countries or not most countries but most like northern what do you call them like England Scotland Ireland not Ireland uh, like um, Denmark and they have you know the cross just with different colors and so Iceland kind of has that cross too I think it's the cross of St. Thomas if I'm not mistaken I might be completely way off but um, so yeah it's just a cool design you know it looks like a little cross uh, but it has like the four faces and it also you know plays plays around with the country's you know mythology and culture and history and stuff like that so it's pretty cool you know if you're love like I put on the post if you're a lover of like you know uh, graphic design you know uh, symmetry and like art and mythology and like perfection because it looks almost perfect it looks like very like mirror like figure uh, you would probably like it too so yeah just you know shout outs to the Icelandic people out there with their new badass logo out there uh, another thing that it's kind of big news just because of who it is maybe if it was somebody else we probably would never care, but uh, we're talking about Messi. So Messi, um, lately, like in the last few years, has been having a lot of trouble when it comes to like. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't know because I'm not there. But like, I, I guess I would have to uh, talk to Victor from the from the Houston Coolest. Um, but um, Seems like he doesn't get along since like Pep Guardiola, Xavi, Iniesta and like that whole group of people kind of like went out in a sense. I think probably now uh, Messi seems to be like very friends with like uh, Luis Suarez. But like, you know, it just comes to a time that, you know, like, you know, times change and people move on and, and stuff like that. And it seems like we are at a point in history I guess that uh the Messi seems like to have come to a point where he kind of wants to move on from Barcelona which is like giant news uh because it comes from a player that has played basically his whole career for one team you know you don't see that often you see that maybe with like Totti uh and with Roma you know in Italy but other than that like you don't really see a player literally from beginning to end of a soccer career and especially being such a great player you know obviously debatably you know debatably one of the greatest out there to ever play the game to to stay in one team you know Cristiano Ronaldo uh, I guess you could argue that you know he's probably also one of the great I mean he obviously he is one of the greatest but you know some people like to say that you know he is greater than Messi just because he was able to go to the Premier League and win. He was able to go to La Liga and win. He was able to go to uh, Serie A and win. So he was able to like branch out, you know. He wasn't stuck to one team. But Messi, on the other hand, obviously he has won everything with Barcelona, and now it kind of has come to a point that it seems like he's you know calling it quits. 
So, you know, we, I guess we would have to see how it plays out here in the next couple of years. I think he has contract till 2021. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see because if he does this height to leave, where does he go? So a lot of people have been playing around with the thought of, like, having Messi, Ronaldo, and uh, Pep Guardiola as a coach in Juventus. Uh, some people have said Manchester City. You know, they always tie him with a widow. You know, their friendship goes back to, like, you know, U15, U17 playing from Argentina. For Argentina, sorry. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Messi decides to make a move, where he's going to move. Is he going to go to the Premier League? Is he going to go to Serie A? Because I doubt he's going to stay in La Liga, you know. Um, but it's going to be interesting, obviously. I keep repeating it, but, you know, it is Messi. It is like a giant name in the world of soccer. And it's going to be a giant number for the basically for the team that wants to, like, have them you know, in his ranks and stuff. So we're just going to have to, like, wait and see and see how it plays out uh, and see if he's going to honor the colors and stay forever or, you know, just call it quits and kind of move on and try to win somewhere, you know, something somewhere else. And who knows, maybe he comes to the MLS, which, you know, you know, I guess we can only dream, but, you know, it's doubtable that he'll come over here. But let's just... Move on to the next subject and let's dream of a possible messy move to the MLS. And also, here's a question for you guys. Let's just say Messi comes to the MLS. Where do you think he would fit the best? I mean, obviously, people are going to say, you know, the typical LA Galaxy, maybe Atlanta United. Um, but it, do you think in your... Well, I mean, if you're listening and if you watch the MLS, what country... Or what uh, team would you put him in? Who would you pair him with? I don't know. Let's play around with that thought. You know, I think it would be fun. So if you want to leave it in the comments, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments. Who would you like? Where would you like? Where would you put Messi? And who would you like him to play with? Um, next up, there was a there's a new ball in the for like the next year or like the next season of the Premier League, which looks very interesting. Uh, it's kind of weird, kind of old school in a sense, but it's weird because it doesn't look like a soccer ball. It looks more like a like a volleyball, like a beach volleyball, because it has like a bunch of holes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and post a picture on that one for you guys on Monday, or Monday or Tuesday. Uh, don't quote me on that one, um, but I'm gonna try to find a picture for it and I'm gonna put it up so you guys can see it. But the first thought that came to my head when I saw this ball was that somebody's gonna get hit. You know, like, when you're younger and you, like, get hit by a ball and, like, you lift your shirt or your leg and, like, you have the little squares of the ball and stuff. So it's going to be funny whenever somebody gets hit and they have, like, the empty lines in, like, their arm or, like, their body. It's going to be funny. But, you know, nothing nothing too crazy, but it's just, like, a, a different uh, style of ball, I guess. You know how, how things change. But, um... Uh, and talking about things changing, I'm actually going to tell you something I watched earlier today. Uh, so you guys can go watch it. It was very, very interesting. But I'm going to leave that for the end. Uh, another news, or I guess kind of going with the whole new new ball, new new kits, uh, is that Chelsea, obviously, if you haven't seen them play, they, you know, they kind of came out with a new kit with a new sponsor. And then also it seems like uh, Borussia Dortmund is coming out with like a Pikachu style. You know, shout out, shout out to uh, Foxtrot. Foxtrot? Is that is that what you call yourself? Uh, I think, you know, his name is Andres. But if you follow him on, 
on Twitter, Foxtrot. Um, he's a very, very cool follow. He always gets the news first. Um, uh, I'll probably have him on the podcast soon. Hopefully, uh, I'm actually trying to get a bunch of people on the podcast to like have conversations with. And he's actually on my list. So if you're listening, Foxtrot, uh, I'm coming for you, bro. Uh, I'll send you a message soon so we can talk about some Dynamo stuff. But it's funny because I saw his tweet and he had like retweeted the the picture of the of the jersey for uh, Borussia and and yeah you are completely right it looks like a freaking Pikachu rolled all over a jersey uh, but it's pretty I mean you know I guess nowadays you kind of have to play around with some styles um, shoot look at the Dynamo stuff you know it's very different it's very um, can be tough to uh, get accustomed in the beginning but I think you know as you start seeing it more and more I think people would, would get into it a little bit more so it's different but you know you you gotta get used to stuff um, but yeah those are those are news I guess uh, there hasn't been much going on uh, I mean everybody uh, of course playing in the in the Premier League also fighting uh, the Wolves lost um, earlier this week uh, so that kind of gave a uh, way for uh, Manchester United to get ahead a couple points. But that fire, the, the Premier League fire for those Champions League spots is getting crazy. So if you're not following the champion, the Premier League, I suggest you watch it. Even though we have a champion, you know, we're, we're trying to see who's going to get those championships, Champions League spots. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Also, La Liga is very interesting. Uh, it seems like uh, Real Madrid is actually gaining more uh, space between them and Barcelona. So with a few uh, games left, it kind of little by little we start seeing how Real Madrid is kind of picking up um, those points here and there. But also with a lot of controversy, controversy, or contra- controversy, controversy, you know that word. Um, <laughs> so it seems like they're getting a lot of penalties that don't seem to be penalties. Honestly, I didn't watch it this last game. I usually tend to watch the highlights uh, for those games, um, but a lot of people have been talking about how Real Madrid has been getting helped from VAR, from the refs, from the league. So you know, uh, let's see what Juan has to say from uh, from Peña Madridistas here in Houston. Uh, if you're listening, uh, Juan, let me know what do you what do you think as a as a Real Madrid fan? Do you think uh, the the league is helping you out? Do you think the refs are helping you out? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the you know tweet at me or something like that. Let me know what you think. Um, and then another thing that is going on in my life. Uh, so this week, I don't know if well, obviously you guys don't keep up with my life, but I keep up with my life because it's my life, of course. Um, but I actually found a new team to follow myself, so I wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, unfortunately, they suck right now. Um, but um, so me and my dad, we we were chatting earlier in the week. Um, we were chatting about our na- our last name because our last name is kind of you know, if you're a Spanish speaker, uh, it kind of you know it's kind of funny. It's, it's putalias or putallas or putalias, whatever you want to call it, which. Is P U T A L L A Z. So it's you know it's very strange because it has that little word in the beginning. Um, but technically, well, I well, not technically, but my last name is not Spanish. It's not from Spain. It's not French. Well, it might be French, but uh, we actually were able to track down using the powerful Google, um, or kind of like our family line in a way. 
Uh, so I'm, like I said, like you might hear me say, I'm originally from Argentina, uh, born and raised. Well, I guess born and half raised because I came to the U.S. when I was eight. Um, so we were kind of doing digging here and names and then stuff. And then we came across a, a family tree that somebody had started for my family. And we were kind of able to trace down our family all the way down to the 1700s, to 1771, where a dude in Vitross, uh in the state of Wallis in Switzerland, which is south southwest Switzerland, in the Valley of Rhodes, um, where actually there's a city called Sion, S-I-S-O-S-N, sorry, S-I-O-N. Ooh, I can't spell or talk. Um, so they actually have a team. So there's a league in Switzerland, the Swiss Super League, uh, that consists of 10 teams. Um, and FC Sion, that I've been following for like the past two, three games, uh, they're terrible, unfortunately, but they are second to last place. The good thing about the Swiss League that only the last team actually gets relegated to the second division, which is, I think, is the Swiss Championship League or something like that. And... Um, the second to last team actually gets to play that relegation playoff spot or game, sorry. So um, I'm over here cheering for the Swiss uh, FC Scion side um, just because of family. You know, my family was literally, or I guess it kind of began in that valley. And it's literally that little town where these people came from that then migrated to Argentina. It's literally like three to five miles away from the big city. So FC Scion, you have you guys have a new fan? Uh, hit me up, send me a jersey. I don't know, whatever you want. I, you know, I'll take gifts. Um, but yeah, FC Scion and the Swiss League, terrible team. But actually, I was looking around and I've been watching YouTube videos all, like literally all week. I've been watching YouTube videos of the Swiss League and they have a lot of crazy fans like they have a, a, a FC Surridge, uh, I think it's called um, uh, Grasshopper, Grasshopper FC or something like that. And then they have the Young Boys. Um, and they're actually teams that actually, the, the obviously the first team that wins the league, they actually play a, a Champions League playoff game to be able to make it into the playoff. So it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if I keep following you know, if maybe a Swiss a Swiss team can make it up to the up to the Champions League, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but yeah, enough of my history. Let's move on. Let's kind of switch gears here for a little bit and move on to um, to some of Houston soccer. Let's move on to the Dash, and then we'll talk to about the Dynamo towards the end. Uh, so the Dash has been killed. I guess we can say killing it over there in in Utah. Um, that's not a very country, Utah. Um, so the first game they played, um, they actually played the locals. They played the the home team, the Utah Royals. They tied three three. Uh, we were playing a really good game, three three one. We were up, um, and then some terrible mistakes um, that kind of landed us to tie to for them to tie the game at 3-3 towards the end of the game like in the last 10-15 minutes looking like a dynamo team like look, looking like a Houston team uh, if I if I may add you know kind of taking the foot off the gas towards those 10-15 minutes 
Um, but unfortunately, or not fortunately for everybody, they played the old Ole OL Rain this uh, past weekend on Saturday, and uh, they actually whooped all. Well, whooped is a you know loosely term for a 2-0 win, which actually I think we dominated most of the game. We had better passing, better attacking, better pressing. Uh, Rachel Daly. You're a freaking beast. So if you're listening, uh, come to the, come on the podcast, you know. Um, but yeah, you like very great player, very good number nine, very um, fight, literally fights every ball, uh, wins most nine out of ten balls. She's winning them. She's putting passes. Um, if you guys haven't seen uh, Dustin from Dynamo Theory, uh, he actually did this really cool thing on Dynamo Theory. Did. DynamoTheory.com. You can find it on their on their Twitter. Uh, it's called Anatomy of a Goal. That he kind of breaks down the goal and and how everybody kind of make the runs and it's it's a pretty cool thing. You guys should go check it out. And basically, he breaks down the second goal and and how the you know how um, Pris uh, I can't sorry I forget your name Prislock the right back. Um, I'm a you know. I'm I'm kind of getting used to the to the Houston Dash. I promise, next week I'll have some names. But I can see her name. I just can't pronounce it. Prislock. She uh, won the ball, I believe, in like towards the middle of the field. If I might be mistaken, but somebody won it on the right side of the field. So I'm 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 guessing it's her because she plays that in that position. And then uh, Daly made a run. No, so the pa- they passed it to the middle, and then Daly made a run on the line. She got the ball. She went down the line, kind of, you know, came in through the side of the box. And then uh, Mewis, uh, by herself, you know, dumped the ball in the box straight into her head. She lit- she she jumped really, really high. Like, I was very surprised to see uh, how high she jumped. And then, you know, it was an easy goal. Uh, obviously, she celebrated doing the low plane. So, you know, now everybody's doing Air Mewis or whatever. Her, however you pronounce the name, I apologize again. Um, but yeah, it was a really good uh, victory for the Dash. Very uh, world-class victory for the Dash. And actually, I've been watching on Twitter. I came across a tweet. I can't remember who tweeted it. But basically, it was saying how... Um, how the, you know, shout out... Basically, it was shouting out all the, the Dash fans that have been been you know supporting the dash since 2014 uh because you know we all know that the dash have never made it to the playoffs even though the the league is so small and you know most of the teams make it to the playoffs the dash unfortunately have never been good enough to uh to make it into the playoffs but um they were saying you know basically how the dash nowadays you know in this tournament they're basically showing that they are a force to be reckoned with. Like, they are playing great soccer. They are moving the ball very well. Everybody's fighting. Like, the names that were brought in are, you know, basically, you know, giving their effort. You know, they brought they were brought in for a reason. And, you know, they're fighting for it. Like, Megan Oyster in the back, she's been a force. Uh, Rachel Deli, she's fighting every ball, you know, up there. And basically, all the ladies that were brought in, they're doing their part. And, you know, they're... They're turning out to be like a championship team. You know, it's only the second game, and I understand that we, you know, we have to play 
like the North Carolinas, the Orlando Prides, um, like the Portland, uh, well, Portland Thorns are the next game. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we do with like the stronger teams per se. Um, but, um, but I mean, OL, OL Reign was supposed to be one of the strongest teams too. So, you know, and we beat them 2-0 playing really good soccer. So it's going to be interesting to see how we go against the Portland Thorns. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they play Wednesday um, at night, at 9 o'clock. But, you know, just follow the page. You'll see all the information there. I'll post it up there. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to Dash. Bring bring home the cup. You know, you guys are playing really good soccer, so just keep doing your thing. Keep scoring goals, and let's keep doing this thing, bringing this cup back home. Switching gears into the Dynamo, there was a um, little things that's going on over there. So Vela from LAFC is out. Well, technically, we don't know yet, but we know that his wife is about to have a baby, so there's a possibility that actually he stays home and not fly to Orlando, especially with all this outbreak that is going on with FC Dallas, with Columbus Crew, and a couple of other teams. Um, and then Dos Santos is not going for LAFC. Like, he has a hamstring issue, I believe. So, obviously, he's not going to be out there because, you know, there's no reason for him to go because, obviously, he's injured. So, that kind of gives... Um, it doesn't give Houston a, a like a plus or anything like that because, obviously, those teams still have more play, more quality players that, you know, could actually play really good for for those teams and can cover those players but you know it, it kind of gives you uh, I, I guess uh, um, I don't know how would you how would how would I put it um, just to see you know those are really good players and they there are different different uh, difference make making they make a difference <laughs> there you go D- they are players that make a difference so when you see like a Vela that it was MVP scoring like 30 plus goals in, in, in last year, uh, Golden Boot and all this, um, not having them is going to be a big, you know, pain for LAFC. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. The first game is actually going to be against LAFC. So it's going to be going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then I wanted to talk about Jurgen Dam. Uh, not very important. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know the guy. I don't. I've never seen him play, but he's supposed to be okay. Uh, I think everybody kind of knows that situation with the thing. But basically, what I want to talk about about him is that those TikToks, Jesus Christ, those are very like cringe worthy. I'm not a TikToker myself, so I wouldn't know. But when I saw the little dance that he did when he were he was like showing, you know that. He was going to Atlanta United. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. You should, like, stick to soccer. But, you know, I'm trying. To, I'm not trying to be a hater or anything. But it is what it is. You know, you should dedicate yourself to, to the sport, bro. Leave the TikTok aside. And then to close it off, um, lately, um, or this past few days, there has been talk about Ellis. Uh, possibly uh, there was an article in the Scottish the the Scottish the Sun the the newspaper from Scotland and it was talking about how uh, Celtic has been having a lot of interest on Ellis and if we all know uh, Ellis um, his contract ends at the end of the year so therefore in 2021 he actually gets to walk away for free 
or not for free, but the the Dynamo won't make any money out of him basically. And then the the new transfer window is coming up. Um, you know, it could be his chance to move, but basically the Dynamo have a dilemma because they drop or they haven't dropped anything yet, but they basically dropped gave him a presented him with a con basically the biggest contract in the Dynamo history. Which like is probably like seven eight million dollars, um, but also if they don't sell him now, they won't. They like they can't make any money out of him at the end of the year. I don't know if that it, you know if I'm being uh, if I'm explaining it correctly, but basically my thought is what what will hold Ellie's back from going to Celtic like from going to Celtic basically. Celtic is first place in the Scottish League uh, by like 15 points now with two games remaining. Obviously, they're winning the league. Um, they're going straight to the Champions League. So imagine you are in the position of Ellis. You want to go to play to Europe. You're being talked about by Celtic, the best team in Scotland, which, you know, give or take... Um, Scottish League is not the greatest out there, but Celtic is a name that always has been great. You know, rich history, rich name, you know, great players have come out of there. And there's a giant, like, leap, or is a giant trampoline, I guess, in a way, um, that you can take to make it into the, like, to the Manchester United's, to the Manchester City's, to the Liverpool's, and all stuff like that, or to the other leagues. So, I really don't see why Ellis would say no to Celtic. Even if it was, like, not as much money as the Dynamo would give him. Uh, me, personally, if I was Ellis, I would take $2 million less to get a Celtic. Like, I wouldn't care about the money. I would care about the opportunity that it brings that I could possibly be a Champions League player, play for one of the greatest teams out there with rich-ass history, and then on the other hand, you have the Dynamo, who, you know, I'm not bashing on my team because I am a fan of them. But, you know, think about it. You have the Dynamo that, unfortunately, we have owners that kind of don't want to drop the cash. And, I mean, obviously, they're going to drop it for him. But, you know, is the Dynamo a championship caliber team? I think, you know, some people argue we are. Some people argue we don't. Obviously, I think we have made some changes to make it there. But I think we are missing some key pieces to, to make it a championship championship team but i think this uh tournament the mls backus tournament is going to be a great decider and if he leaves or stays i think if the dynamo do good he might stay but then at the same time you have to understand that there's a whole world that there's a whole world of possibilities out there waiting for him in europe i know there's a couple of teams from turkey that wanted him too and also the turkish league is not the great league but it, it's a step closer to uh, to the European leagues. But, you know, I think we're going to have to wait and see what the MLS uh, is back tournament turns out for the Houston Dynamo, how good they do. And if they do good, maybe they could even raise the price on him and sell it for a little bit more money. But then you also have to see there was a pandemic. A lot of money has been, you know, slowed down. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. But. If I'm at least nine times out of ten, I'm I'm going to Europe. 
um, so basically that. So a lot of these stuff, we're just waiting and seeing uh, how it turns out and it is what it is. And then to close it off, to finish everything off, for sure, for sure, I just wanted to uh, recommend a video that I saw today. Um, it was from TIFO Football, uh, T-I-F-O Football on, on YouTube. And they actually showed, uh, it was about the story or like the history of the uh, numbers on the jerseys. Um, and it was very interesting. I actually learned a lot because me as an Argentinian, um, it actually talked about that too, which I had no idea. But Argentina had a, because like whenever I see a uh, like a team of 11, in my head I picture four right back, three and two, no sorry, four right back, two and six are center backs, or yeah, center backs, and then uh, three is a left back, and then you have the five, yeah, the five, 11 on the left, or yeah, seven or 11, they usually play wingers, and then you have your 10, your, your key player, your player maker, and then your number nine. So basically from 1 to 11, you have all your plays and they'll have positions. And it's it was very cool because the numbers actually didn't start to like the 1920. Uh, back in the day, they just played with like, you know, same color jerseys. Like the numbers didn't matter. And it was cool to see because in the 50s, also it was talking about some history of how, like for example, players were like, okay, I wear number seven, I have to mark number three. Number three has to mark number seven. And that was like the whole point. You would just mark a number. But then it came to uh, like some sneaky, you know, at that time, some sneaky coach. Uh, there was like, hey, let's switch jerseys. So like in the literally at halftime, he would make his players switch jerseys to throw off the opposing players. Because they'd be like, wait, I'm supposed to be marking seven playing on the left side. But now he's on the right side. Like what the hell? And it, it was just pretty cool. So if you want to learn more about history and the history of soccer, uh, go ahead and go to TIFO Football. They have really good content when it comes to soccer, and I love history, and I love soccer. So what better way than to combine those both? So saying that, uh, let's go ahead and close this down. Um, once again, I am Christian. You can find me under Chris Putalia, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. And you can find 442 under Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S. And don't forget... Um, we have a YouTube channel where we post these videos, these episodes. Please, if you are kind enough, uh, subscribe to it. I'm trying to get to 100. I am not anywhere close to 100. So please help me get to 100 subscribers just so I can get my little domain name. On, you know, So I can say YouTube slash Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, that would be like a great accomplishment for me. Uh, so if you can help me out, that would be great. Uh, and then also, you you know, leave me in the comments. Tell me what, you know, if you, there's anything you would like for me to talk about or something that you're interested about or something that you think will make the show better. Um, and, you know, I'm working on more ideas, working on more stuff to do, more interviews. Don't forget to check out the interview I did with uh, Edson Ochoa. Thank you, brother, for coming on the podcast. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff, RGV stuff, his history of how he started podcasting stuff like that so don't forget to check him out too uh, down in the valley uh also with the po shout out to the po guys doing a great job today i was able to hear uh the interview you guys did with tab ramos it was a really good interview um and where else is he at mente futbolera they do also great uh 
um, content in Spanish if you're a Dynamo fan or, or soccer fan uh, overall. So I'm going to go ahead and shut up and uh, see you guys next time. Deuces.